And that's all real right here. What's up, baby? All that twisted still. That's it. We're out. How about them push-ups and those Cheetos in that Speedo Triple C? You look good doing that. Oh, absolutely, man. So all you fans are welcome. You guys had an opportunity to see the greatest combat athlete of all of his twisted steel and sex appeal. You guys are welcome. What's going to be the next challenge, Triple C? I'm not sure, but I'm going to tell you one thing, man. I am never going to... I am never betting with uh, Alex Oliveira, man. That dude is absolutely... ah. Anyways, whatever. I, I'm, not a, I'm not sure, Schmo, but I do got to get you back. You went against Kevin Holland. I told you not to. And uh, you've had an eventful week of people calling you out, Triple C. When the schmo was in London, we can't forget little Abdul Rosic. Let's show the fans the video, huh? Henry's, I'm ready to fight. Why you not ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Here, fight. I'm ready to fight. That's right. Mm. Henry's, no come, you fight. Oh, you want to fight the schmo? Uh. Well, Henry called that Hezbollah, so you want me to fight you? Why? Henry's not come here. Why? I don't know. Henry, why didn't you come to London? Come, fight. I'm ready to fight. Well, Shmuel, I'll tell you what, man. Talk is cheap. I mean, it's crazy how this guy is willing to call me out when he's half halfway across the world. I'll tell you what. Why don't we have a handicap match? Why don't we get Abdul and Hasbulla versus Triple C, and I will punt them both like they're a pair of football. Fighting words. Listen, this guy was ready to fight the Shmo. I had to defend you overseas, Henry. This guy means business, and he's got a mean left hook. He does. I tell you what, Shmo, talk is cheap. I'm proven he's not. He'll he can do me a favor. He doesn't have to bend the knee because he's already bent the knee to Triple C. So, anyways, talk is cheap. Abdu, let's sign that contract. Let's get it going. What's up? He's all action and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My partner has an Olympic gold medal. He's a double champ in the UFC. The future Hall of Famer, Henry. Cejudo. Let's get this ball rolling, Shmo, because time is money, and money is time. And this week's gold medal moment. Well, wait, before we get to that, before we get to that, if you haven't seen it already, we had a special edition Triple C and Shmo show. We had Hamzat and Darren Till in the Shmo Zone studio together with you, Triple C, Henry, where you did the push-up challenge with the Cheetos. We had those two together, the Smash Bros, the first interview in the flesh. A lot of eventful things were said. What was your biggest takeaway from that? Um, honestly, the biggest takeaway, it's, uh, it, it's different because it's almost like, uh, how can I say? It's almost like Darren Till is like the apprentice to what uh, Hamzad is doing. And, and I, think, I, think, I think it's just good for Hamzad to just have good people around him, you know, and then uh, 
It, it was pretty cool how Darren Till said he was on him. Uh, he was on him with his nutrition and things like that. And the, the confidence that he has from Chemayev is like, going to be the easiest weight cut that he's ever had. I think it, I think it's just a really cool bromance that I've been that I've been able to see. But nothing really matters until UFC, you know, 273 when he's going to go up against a number two contender. So as of right now, I mean, this this could all be talk schmo for all I know. But hearing these two guys speak and talk about what what's going on during fight camp and how they're holding each other accountable, I think that's the best thing that I took from it. The bromance is real. It's more than what you see in the Smash Bros YouTube video series. If you haven't seen it, check it out. By the way, Block Asset, partners of theirs, partners of ours. Appreciate them putting all together the great content. But the bromance is real. Those two are training together. They're living together. They're supporting one another. And it looks like the energy is good overall altogether. But like what you said, it all goes down in Jacksville against Gilbert Burns, the number two guy in the welterweight division. That's when we're going to find out Right off the bat, if this is the next contender at the 170-pound weight division against champion Usman, we will see. Or, you know, obviously we're assuming Usman, Leon Edwards. He's got to get through Leon Edwards first, Usman, for Hamza Chemayev to yeah. get to that point. But the, but this was but this was one thing that Chemayev did come to mind. And this is this is actually this is this is actually the really thing that I really like because uh, Leon Edwards is fighting Kamaru Usman. After Kamaru Usman, I think they're going to give him to McGregor. I think he's going to fight McGregor or fight at Canelo. Canelo responded. He's open to the fight. Why not, Schmo? There's a lot of money. That means that's going to be about a year and a half before, a year and a half, Schmo, before Chimaev even gets his shot if he beats Gilbert Burns. That's if he beats Gilbert Burns. But what I did like about it is the fact that he says, I am willing to fight the number one contender in Robert Whitaker to get to Israel Adesanya if I have to. That right there gave me the chills. That right there demonstrated confidence to me because I do feel that Robert Whitaker would be a way tougher fight than Israel Adesanya. Just for the simple fact that Robert Whitaker's wrestling is a lot better than, than Israel Adesanya. So I'm excited for that fight. I think I, I told him, I said, I think you become different. I think you go up and then you come down. I want to see, see how bad you want to make history. Open-minded to the quickest way to get a gold strap, whether it's 170 or 185 pounds. He expressed that to us. Great point indeed. Darren Till, not rushing to get back into. He's 100% healthy, 100% mind right. A mature Darren Till we noticed across the table too. That was the Schmo's other takeaway. High on Tommy Aspinall. Obviously, we talked about the greatest of all time in John Jones. A lot of good stuff. So if you haven't seen the interview, check it out. Most recent long-form video on the Triple C and Schmo YouTube channel and everywhere you get your audio downloads. And with that said, this week's gold medal moment, we just came off of USC Columbus, the fight night where Askar Askinoff lost to Kai Kata France. Davidson Figueredo, the driver's seat as the champion of the flyweight division as to who is next. So listen, Henry, we see you active on social media. Who's the next rightful candidate for Davidson Figueredo? No, listen, man. We want the dirty queen, man. We want Kai Carroll France. That's who we want. And that's who, uh, that's who Davidson wanted originally. I think, uh, you know, I think he got caught up in the moment, you know, trying to give uh, Brad and Brenner that fourth fight. But I think deep down inside, there's some things that happened that... Uh, if Davidson didn't like, you know, Brandon Moreno's team was being, uh, they had said some racist comments and, and, and uh, uh, 
Brandon's coach, he had put like a monkey face. So I don't know if he noticed like a, about, a, about a month back, Davidson was like posting about, you know, stopping racism. So I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think people realize like where Davidson Figueredo was feeling. The simple fact that a lot of his, he felt like a lot of Brandon's team were throwing a lot of racist comments at him. So I don't think he's going to get better that opportunity. Remember, the, the guy with the gold has the rules. And right now, Davis Figueredo has a golden strap. And he's going to be able to say who is it that he... Because he has one year to decide to, to, uh, for him to fight. So I think he's going Kai Kara France as much. as I, I spoke to him a couple of days ago. And he's like, man, it's like my, my... After I heard what Brandon Moreno's team were saying about, you know, calling me a monkey and things like was that. Was that the old coaching know, staff or the current coaching staff? That was the old coaching staff, but still, it all falls back to his his fighter. It all falls back to 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 Brandon Moreno and his team. Doesn't matter if he got rid of him yesterday. He didn't like that fact, and I'm just like, hey, well, tell the world, man. Tell Dana White. Tell him this is the reason why. I mean, he did a whole campaign in Brazil just on strictly racism. You know, they're calling him a monkey. They put they posted a face of a monkey on on his uh, uh, Brandon Moreno's coach. I believe his name's Raul something. I don't know what the hell his name is, but whatever that is, man, that really affected. Uh, Davis and Figueroa. So I think if Kai Kara France is smart, he would literally he would literally want to pick a fight with Davidson because Davidson is hot for him. But if he wants to get take the back seat, I think that's the stupidest thing that he could do because he could be the next guy in line to fight Davis and Figueroa if he plays his cards right. So Kai Kara France, if you're watching this dude. Pick a fight with the God of War if you really want it. If not, you might get skipped out. They might go Alexander Pantoja. Well, two points the Schmo wants to make. First of all, we talk about Schmoney. You're wearing a gold crown. Is there more money to be made in facing Kai Kara France or having the quadrilogy with Brandon Moreno? That's the Schmo's first question. Think on that. The second question is, too, did Kai Kara France do enough, a decisive enough victory against Askar Askarov to make him the clear-cut number one contender in the flyweight division to fight Davidson for the title? Think about those two things, Triple C. Yeah, I think so. I, I think he's done enough. Remember, remember uh, one, I think Kai Kara France beat a guy. I actually thought he was going to lose that fight. I really did. I don't think Askar Askarov came. I don't think he knows how to train. He, looked, he already looked drained by the time that fight came. So, And then, two, you got to think about it, too. Askarov was undefeated, man. Nobody has really beat this dude. He beat... He beat Alexander Pantoja. He, I was there in Mexico City, brother. He beat, he beat Brandon Moreno in Mexico City. I was there, man. I was there, man. He, you know, they happened to fight in Mexico City. It was a draw, whatever that was. But he, he beat him, legitimately beat him. Anyhow, that being said, Kai Kara France is Australian. So you're talking about, yes, pay, uh, Davis Figueroa gets pay-per-view points now. Guess who's going to watch that? I'm, uh, 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 I'm sorry, he's not Australian. He's New Zealand, but still, the New Z people from 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 Australia will support Kai Kara France. New Zealand people, that's the pre that the revenue of pay per view as a champion. But you guys don't see it that way. You know, Mexicans like they pay a, a monthly budget where they're able to see the UFC fights pretty much for free, practically. Australia, New Zealand, they're the guys that pay for the pay per view. So David Cifredo knows that he needs to fight Kai Kara France if he wants to make the most money. And when would be an ideal time? Because obviously we're booked pretty much halfway through the summer. When would Davidson like to return and defend the strap? Bet you know of. Um, I don't know, man. I I I want to take my vacations, man. So I hope it's either soon, but it, it, I I don't. I just I hope this isn't. I'm not sure, Schmo. This is the thing about being a coach now. Sometimes you got to go around your athletes. But if it is July, that's cool. Or, or I, I, July or September, man. I'm not even sure, man. 
He's not even sure. We're making Triple C think. Let's move on to the silver medal moment. Nate Diaz, he's back in the news. He's calling out Dana White, active on social media, and Hunter Campbell. He wants a fight or be released. We've been all calling for, him himself included, and Dustin Poirier included, a Dustin Poirier-Nate Diaz fight. What should happen with Nate Diaz next, man? Because well, this is just a waiting game. We want to see him fight. I think Nate Diaz, I think, I, I, I don't know, man. I think Nate Diaz can fight whoever the hell he wants, but I don't even think he's that draw, man. I think he's just a popular fighter. I think, it's, I think Dustin Poirier needs to fight Kobe Covington. That's the fight that I want to see. <laughs> well, the Schmo would love to see that too. But Nate Diaz is probably, the Schmo would argue, the biggest draw not named Conor McGregor of active fighters. Maybe just as big as Israel Adesanya. We're talking about audience star power. You know when there's a Nate Diaz fight. You can smell it in the arena. You can hear it in the crowd. He is a star. But what is the reason why we're waiting here? Dana White told the Schmo a few weeks ago at the post-fight press conference that it's likely... Highly likely that the next time we see Nate Diaz step inside the octagon, he'll have a new contract. Well, he's got one fight left of his deal. Hate to bring up this guy's name, but Jake Paul, he's keep teasing to come back in August. There's no secret. He wants to box Nate Diaz. The USC doesn't want Nate Diaz to have one more fight and just get it out of the way and then go in August and box a Jake Paul. What are they waiting for? Are they waiting for the one fight they know they want to get him on if they have one fight left and that would be a trilogy against Conor McGregor over the summer? Yeah, what yeah, is exactly. the delay here? Well, that's exactly what they want. So what they want to do is they're going to they're gonna give Nate Diaz some stupid money to fight Conor McGregor. you know. But at the same time, they're going to give him that stupid money to be like, hey, but you got a six-fight deal with us now. You see what I'm saying? So this is the reason why they don't want to give him Poirier because if they give him Poirier, they can't pay him what they would want to pay him if he was to fight Connor because they can make up if he fights Connor with all that money that they're going to pay him. You know? You see what I'm saying, Schmo? So that's the reason why they're, that's the reason why they're doing what they're doing. They want to give Nate Diaz the biggest name to give him the biggest contract and 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 to subsidize the money that they're that they're going to make off of the pay per view. So I think that's a smart move by the UFC. I think Nate Diaz just needs to go out there and he just needs to fight. Uh, if he doesn't fight Conor McGregor, I, I think he just wants to fight as a contract, which is smart. I love the fact, I love what Jake Paul is doing. He's throwing a wrench in everybody's thing. And I, I actually became a, I actually, I actually started, I like the dirt bag because he's, he's, he, he really is bringing, he really is increasing fighter payment by what's going on because fighters are starting to become independent now. Maybe he's bringing awareness to that, but you can't forget it's all about the Jake Paul cause. He's calling out MMA fighters, not boxers, and the MMA fighters are not in his weight division. This guy walks around around 200 pounds. That would be cruiserweight and boxers. Why isn't he calling out any cruiserweight boxers? Obviously, the star power's not there. He's calling out guys that fight at 155 and 170 pounds in the UFC. We're not even talking about calling out middleweights in the UFC. So, yes, there is some truth to that, but there's also the reality to that, and the schmo wants to point out the reality. Now, going back to Nate Diaz, what the heck are you going to do? He's saying to the UFC, shit or get off the pot, but no one's moving. What leverage does he have? How is this guy going to get back in the ring or in the octagon if no one's giving him a fight or accepting a fight? Like, it doesn't seem like Nate Diaz is saying, hey, give me Dustin Poirier or I'm not fighting. He's saying, no, I want to fight. Why can't we just see this guy in the octagon? That's what it comes down to. Or what the USC's probably doing is they're probably going to dry him out. They may not make him fight for a minute, man. That, that, that could be another strategy if you think about it. Because if they release him or they let him go, 
It's they know that he, it, it, it's a new trend. It's a new revolution. Francis Ngannou is no longer going to find the UFC. He's about to get a fifty million dollar payday with the uh, with the Gypsy King. So this is this is what's going on. Shmo. The, the the pink elephants on the back. If you use the UFC to become famous and you go out and you branch out with another fighter and you make a, 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 a your pay per view points go, you can almost have to pay per view with whomever it is that you're fighting. This is all you're going to make your money, dude. So it, it's a money grab. And we got to recognize, we got to realize that. And I think the UFC might just dry them out, man, for a minute. We'll see how it all plays out, but the Schmo and Triple C are intrigued. Let's move on to the bronze medal moment. You've been beefing with this guy for a long time. Things have heated up recently on Twitter. Conor McGregor. How about that, Triple C? Bronze medal moment. Yeah, of course, man. I think Conor McGregor is absolutely... Now, now, you know what? Let me, let me tell you something, Shmo. I'm so glad that we didn't give Conor, Conor McTapper the gold medal moment because, you know, he's nothing but a damn bronze medalist. If that, he's, he's a ribbon holder in my eyes. I tell you what, Conor McGregor, I will literally... L l let me make you a deal. I will literally go up to 155 pounds to fight you if you're willing to be sober for the fight. What's up? Sober for the fight? You mean he can't take yeah, any swigs sobriety. in the back with uh, Keith Peterson? No. no. <laughs> you like that reference? <laughs> but how, well, for real, though, you're going to give him a blood alcohol test before he walks to the octagon? How do you test dude, that I, triple C? Dude, I'm not sure, man. We, we test his blood, whatever that is. But I would literally go up to 155 pounds if Conor McGregor can pass sobriety. I think that's even. I think that's a great fight. I think that's a great negotiation tactic. Let's do it, Schmo. But anyways, to get back to Conor McTapper, it seems like he was really enjoying the Twitter. He did give me a sum of a Schmo. I will, I will say that. Yeah. But I will live to fight another day. He pretty much calls you a shit stain, I believe, and says you're pretty much worthless. He doesn't even know who you are. Do you believe that, man? Conor McGregor doesn't know who Triple C, Henry Cejudo is? Like, you haven't accomplished enough in this sport? Yeah, that's crazy, man. Conor McGregor, you absolutely make me sick. You're the laughing stock. Yeah, Conor McGregor, you can buy all the platinum in the world, but guess what, Conor? You still can't afford gas. And we know you got a bunch of that. And uh, you look at the economy right now. Everyone is just going crazy for their gasoline, their fuel, my man. Look at this freaking inflation right now, man. But got to say, Conor McGregor, top of the line when it comes to trash talk. And it's always fun and joyful, joyful for the schmo to watch both you two go back at it. <laughs> And now, yeah. let's move hold on. on. Hold on, okay. hold on, hold on, Shmo. I got what I got. What I tell you what, Conor McGregor, if you give me a red patty night, I'll make sure to give you a nice little stain on that red patty night. How about that? A stain ahead, on the red panties? <laughs> what kind of stain? The Shmo's mind's going to three different places. Wait, wait, the Shmo might as well just throw this in there too. Not just. Conor McGregor, were you beefing at on Twitter? I'm not sure if he responded, but you are now going after Kobe Covington on Twitter too. Scorched Earth, Triple C, Scorched Earth. Oh, of course, man. Kobe Covington over here. Man, I tell you what, I kind of missed his shtick a little bit. He was a little silent there for a minute. So my biggest thing was like, what's up, Kobe? Where you at, man? I hope the Tooth Fairy compensates you. I know of a good Tooth Fairy on 50th Street between 50th Street and 44th. If you want, Miami Drive, what's up? Come out and play, Kobe. No jaw, Covington. What's up? 
Now, Triple C, if it was up to you and you need to replace a tooth, are you going gold? Oh, you know it, man. Okay. Or I might just go platinum. There it is. There it is. Platinum or gold. <laughs> Here it is. Anyways, let's move on to this week's Schmo News Now. We haven't done this segment in a while. Bum, 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 Schmo News Brought to you by Bluemon. Look at this stuff. Some of the best hair product in the world. Doesn't have that bad smell. Doesn't stick or anything. Holds the hair just right. They got their sample pack. The Schmo's got his little travel one right here. You try it on. You put it in the hair. Use the promo code Schmo. He's got his sample pack right there. Triple C. What do you like? The fifth sample? The purple one? Just like our logo? Oh, I like the purple, man. The purple Urkel. The purple if Urkel. You, there it if is, If you baby. know what I'm saying. Check it out. <laughs> promo code Schmo. Get your 10% off. Bluemon.com. Let's go to what happened at the Oscars. Will Smith, baby, lining up with the slap. Can we call it a Stockton slap? Right there on Chris Rock. He was talking smack about the wife, and boom, Chris Rock was in shock. The audience just stopped. They froze in the second. He just slapped the shit out of me. Yes, indeed, Will Smith slapped the shit out of him. Talking bad about his wife right there, and boom, what do you think about that stance, though? He winds up like a WWE fighter, man, a WWE wrestler. What do you make of that form? Chris Rock, bar Chris Rock barely flinched. He barely flinched. Yeah, I tell you what, Shemar, I kind of, I'm a big fan of Chris Rock. I thought that was kind of shitty of Will Smith. You know, we're, you know, he knows Chris Rock is a, uh, you know, he's a comedian. Whether his wife took a person or, or not, that wasn't worth the slap. You know what I'm saying? But I guess they know each other or whatever. Maybe it was something that he probably shouldn't have brought up, but I don't think it was that bad, honestly. I think, I think you should laugh about yourself. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do feel and I do think he does owe Chris, Chris Rock an apology. You know what I'm saying? Because that was, uh, that was pretty shitty to do in front of the world. You know what I'm saying? Some and, big. Uh, he's a legend, bro. He just slapped a, 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 probably the most, the, the biggest comedic legend in history, man. And he just did it. It's it's, and I, but but I also think that Chris Rock kind of took it like a man, and he he was a grown man, dude. But I think uh, I don't know. I think Will Smith. I think Will Smith needs to get slapped himself. Chris Rock definitely but, took it like a man. But look at the sensitivity there. Will Smith doing that, man. I mean, you're right. We're talking about comedy. We're talking about a night of celebration, and uh, we just brought up Colby Covington. And Orhey Masvidal, not to say this is related or anything like that, but why did Masvidal go and attack Colby Covington? He brought up the wife, he brought up the children, he brought up family matters. Well, what just happened was he brought up in a joking matter the wife and the family matters. Will Smith went up and he smacked them in public right there. There's got to be a little bit of a correlation. There's got to be repercussions. What's the silver lining behind all this is you talk about somebody's family, you might just get slapped. I don't know. Yeah, but I, honestly, I think Will Smith regretted it because if you saw his post-fight interview, he was he was crying, man. He was bawling. It wasn't so much about the movie, but I think he he was heartfelt for what happened. You know what I'm saying? And he, he should reconcile. And he should he should do a public apology to uh, to Chris Rock because that's not cool, man. You know what I'm saying? You you said some stupid shit too in the past. We've all have. And uh, you know what I'm saying? There's a reason why Chris Rock has been, you know, the the host of the Grammys or a lot of these special events for for many years. You know, it is what it is, man. It's it's done now. I think it's shitty of uh of Will Smith, but man, he's short parted on that on that uh <laughs> on that night. He he had his two trophies. 
I don't know, man. I used to like Will Smith right now, man. If I was to see him, I don't know. I feel like slapping his ass, too. Yeah, he definitely went down in the uh, the social score, I would say, in the scheme. Because, listen, it was a roast. It's comedy. There's jokes being made. There's no malice or harmful intent in it. And like you said, yeah. they got a history, a good history yeah, of th that. This is what I'm saying. Like, with some people, you, you can play, and some people, you can't play. It's yeah. like I even think of, like, a Kay Kayla Harris. Like, I really don't even want to play with her no more because she, I think she would be somebody that would fucking slap me, dude, and I just, that wouldn't go well. You know what I'm saying? So there's some people that could take it. There's people that can't, and uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, we hear you, Triple C, but let's move on to this goaded segment of this week. There's one guy who is perfect for it. You know who it is. <laughs> That's right. The one and only, the GOAT. This, to me, the second greatest uh, mixed martial artist of all time, man. We got to give it to Demetrius Johnson, man. Demetrius Johnson, what he was able to do, the risk that he was willing to take to fight uh, Rotang, a former Muay Thai world champ, to be able to give him the round. You know, it was, it was one round Muay Thai, second round MMA, third round uh, Muay Thai, fourth round MMA. It's just a simple fact that he was willing to take that risk and literally kind of kind of touch him up too on the feet. Like, people don't realize how good Demetrius Johnson is. If you were, if you were to put a world-class Muay Thai guy in there with any random MMA fighter, they wouldn't last. But Demetrius Johnson was able, he was able to do a lot of good things, man. Catch him with the hands, caught him with kicks. And then once, once round two came and it was all MMA, I mean, it, it was super cool to watch because you see the distance game change in between when it was when it was Muay Thai and, and Rutang was pressing Demetrius and when it was MMA when Demetrius was pressing uh, Rutang. You know what I'm saying? So I just thought it was... Uh, I just thought it was super cool, man. I hope one FC continues to keep doing that. I want to know what which fighters have the balls to do something like that. But man, that is awesome. I think that could really revolutionize the sport of mixed martial arts because now it gives you an even playing field. One round more Muay Thai, as Uncle Chen wants to say. Second round MMA and so forth. You could do it in boxing, taekwondo, whatever that may be. I think that could potentially be the future of mixed martial arts. Shout out to one FC one championship for having the creativity and allowing that. They had so many championship fights, and Demetrius Johnson went into that organization. By the way, that was the trade for Ben Askren. By the way, Ben Askren, Demetrius Johnson, won championship UFC, and won gold in one championship. Continues to fight, to have the stones, to go up against a championship caliber Muay Thai fighter, Rotang, to, to have that first round, and then the second round to choke him out to get the victory. Demetrius Johnson class of his own and so many rights for what he's accomplished in the sport and what he continues to do and continues to evolve. It continues to adapt and evolve the game. Love that. Goated segment. Indeed for Mighty Mouse Johnson. We like it, Triple C. Yeah, of course, man. You got to give credit where credit is due, man. I watched that fight two times. I'm extremely impressed with Demetrius. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, Triple C did make him bend the knee. Yes, the schmo was there, too, also. Was that UFC 227, Los Angeles, California, the second time he got him. The schmo was there. Now, can we give it an update, <laughs> man, with some fight ready? We're, like, less than two weeks away from Jacksonville, 273, Volkanovski, Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie, man, this has got to be the last week of a hard push of fight camp, yeah? Yeah, it is. My Korean Zombie's been looking so good, Shmuel. I mean, he, he's up to par. The game plan that we have in that we have in place is good. We're expecting the same. We're expecting the same Alexander the Average with the smoking of the hands, his leg kicks. You come to his fight zone, he'll throw. We're expecting. We we've worked a lot of the kicks 
that uh, that Volkanovski is going to do that really don't hurt, but it's just to kind of measure you to eventually let the hands go. So we've been practicing a lot of the things that the takedown defense, um, you know, we're ready, Schmo. We know exactly. There's there's so much film on Volkanovski, and nobody's really catching on to exactly what he's doing. But he's got Triple C there, and uh, we are excited to to you know to see the the return of the Korean Zombie and to finally put an end to Alexander the Average. So it's safe to say, after watching the game film, you at this point have identified certain areas where you're going to do the best to exploit heading into this fight. Oh, of course, man. You know what I'm saying? Of course. You have to set traps with uh, with this man. We know he's going to kick. We know he's going to smoke the hands. He's really, he doesn't have that knockout power, which we, I feel comfortable with. You know, who, who has Alexander, the average, the decision maker, who has he knocked out? Who has he put away? He doesn't put away people, but the Korean zombie will knock somebody the hell out. And uh, I'm telling you right now, Shmo, the Korean zombie is going to knock out Alexander, Alexander, the decision maker for good. There you have it, folks. The prediction from Mr. Triple C himself. And make sure you tune in each week and download the podcast where you get your podcast. Make sure you watch, listen, tune in on the YouTube channel. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We will deliver and we are 